This is Fair Issues on the Mormon Faircast. This week's article is entitled, Keeping the Faith, Transversing the Ocean in Ancient Times, by Michael R. Ash. Read by Ned Skarsbrick. This and other articles by Michael Ash can be found at DeseretNews.com. This article was used by permission of the author and the Deseret News. While LDS scholars agree with non-LDS scholars that the New World was populated primarily by humans who transversed the Bering Strait thousands of years ago, a growing number of non-LDS scholars agree with LDS scholars that there was transoceanic contact between the Old and New World in ancient times. In an article in Archaeology magazine, for instance, E. James Dixon explained that some of the most ancient and early American sites were in South America, contrary to what one might expect if all ancient Americans had first arrived by way of the Bering Strait, near Alaska. According to this line of reasoning, writes Dixon, early humans first entered the Americas by transoceanic voyages across the Pacific Ocean from Asia, and then would have gradually spread northward from there. He suggests that anciently, there may have been numerous contacts and probably even population movements across the Pacific between Asia and North America, from the origins of the first Americans, March-April 1985, pages 26 and 27. Studies suggest that ancient sailors landed in the Americas both intentionally and accidentally. The winds and currents from the Straits of Gibraltar, notes non-LDS scholar George Carter, drive directly to America with great steadiness. Any mariner venturing out to sea beyond the ancient pillars of Hercules and not having any mishap would arrive in America in a very short time in the book Before Columbus, page 176. The famous non-Mormon explorer Thor Heyendahl attempted to show that the oceans had been crossed by early man. Non-Mormon scholar Norman Trotten explains that Heyendahl's adventures were just a few among several voyages that had been shown that the ancients could very well have crossed the oceans. Other modern researchers have crossed the Atlantic in kayaks, dugouts, rafts, and reed boats. One scholar documented about a hundred accidental landings of Japanese fishing boats on American shores prior to 1850. Of these accidental landings, the surviving Japanese sailors were almost always absorbed into the local Indian populations. From Categories of Evidence for Old World Contacts with Ancient America, page 177. There are cultural, linguistic, and botanical evidences for transoceanic contact. Critics typically dismiss cultural similarities as independent invention. Equally intelligent humans all over the globe often invent similar things. While this is true, botanical evidence cannot be reproduced by independent means. Not so many years ago, for example, a mural depicting a pineapple was found on a wall in Pompeii. Pineapples are not native to Naples, yet somehow the artist in Pompeii knew the pineapple before 
it was believed, man had sailed to the Americas. Carter points out that the ancient Romans recorded the appearance of a new grain that grew on a stalk like sugarcane, but bears grain in an ear. The individual grains, they noted, were as large as peas. This description certainly refers to American corn, or maize, which not only did not grow anciently in the Old World, but because of sophisticated agricultural techniques, does not grow wild anywhere. Carter, a Catholic ancient American expert and professor of the Department of Geography at Texas A&M, explains that he, like other scholars, used to attribute evidences for transoceanic contact as simple cases of independent invention. When he discovered the biological evidences, however, his opinion changed. Only God, Carter notes, can make a sweet potato, peanuts, maize, chicken, and hibiscus. The list is becoming very long. Most scholars have traditionally believed that chickens, for example, were first introduced to the Americas by Columbus. A recent discovery of ancient chicken bones in Chile, however, questions that assumption. DNA studies of the Chilean chicken bones show a rare mutation that can only have come from chickens of the Polynesian islands. Mason Inman, writing for National Geographic, claims that this means that Polynesians not only colonized nearly every island in the South Pacific, making journeys over thousands of miles, but they also made the long hop all the way to the Americas. As Carter correctly points out, the plant and the chicken evidences prove in absolute terms that the great oceans were crossed very early and seemingly for the plants and animals were carried so easily that they did not have to be eaten. I consider that the biological data has proved the case for diffusion. This then changes the odds and makes more admissible all the cultural evidence. In a 2001 conference at the University of Pennsylvania, Drs. John Sorison and Carl Johansson presented overwhelming evidence, based primarily on plants, that a considerable number of transoceanic voyages in both directions, across both major oceans, were completed between the 7th millennium B.C. and the European Age of Discovery. If you like this podcast, you can help promote it by subscribing to it in iTunes or by rating it and writing a review. Post a link on your blog and Facebook page and tell your friends about us. Questions or comments about this episode can be sent to podcast at fairlds.org or join the conversation at fairblog.org. Michael Ash is the author of the book Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Both books are available for purchase online through the Fair Bookstore. Music for this episode was provided courtesy of Lawrence Green. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or that of Fair Mormon. Mormon.